the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckingham is going to go his own way. What's going on, everybody? Another Alcatulo Craft Beer cast on AM 970. The answer. We'll get to that little piece in just a second. We've got a fantastic show for you tonight. A craft beer guest that will be joining me this hour. News and notes, of course, to get to him. Something that's irked me uh, a little bit, and maybe you can help me uh, to solve this problem or answer it in a, in a coherent way. But first, how can you follow me? It's easy on Twitter at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, that's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash A-G Craft Beer Cast, via email at AlbertGNNYCRadio.com. Don't forget, iTunes and Google Play, you just do a search for A-G Craft Beer Cast, and you can uh, you know download and listen to all of the Craft Beer Casts on those two platforms. So go your own way. Uh, to start off the show uh, this evening, uh, wherever you're listening to, and if you haven't heard the news earlier this week, Fleetwood Mac uh, about to go back on tour again, but they have fired their lead guitarist, Lindsey Buckingham. Apparently, uh, Mick Fleetwood, the band, and Lindsey had a difference in how the tour was going to go, and so they relieved Lindsey of his duties. Uh, from whoever the camp you want to believe, Lindsey says he quit. Fl- Mick Fleetwood says they fired him. Regardless... Uh, the guitarist from uh, Tom Petty and I think it was the other guitarist from Crowded House are going to replace Lindsey uh, in the band um, as they go on tour. It's a shame. Uh, I saw Lindsey. I, I only saw Fleetwood Mac once with my wife a couple of years ago. And the only reason why I went is because Christine McVie rejoined the tour. Uh, I wouldn't go when, when it wasn't Christine McVie because, to be honest with you, Christine McVie sings a lot of the Fleetwood Mac songs that I really enjoy. I like Stevie Nicks, don't get me wrong, but I think the songs that Christine McVie uh, sings are better than the ones that Stevie does with Fleetwood Mac. Just my personal opinion. Anyway, Lindsay, they played for three hours, Fleetwood Mac, close to three hours. Lindsay Buckingham left the stage. I kid you not. I kid you not. Left the stage for literally 90 seconds. Got a drink of water, toweled off his face, came back out, kept playing. Amazing. Amazing guitarist, amazing vocal sound. Uh, very, very underrated in the guitar world. He just shredded it that night. So uh, it's a shame Lindsay Buckingham no longer with Fleetwood Mac, so... We'll see what happens as they go on tour this summer. Now, my guest tonight on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer, Steve Bauer. He's the co-owner of Ghost Hawk Brewing. They're going to be opening in the fall of this year in Clifton, New Jersey. It's a great story. We talked about it. We touched on it a little bit last week. But I wanted to talk to these guys because I wanted to get the genesis of how, a, you know, how you start you know, to form a brewery and the process as we go through. So they've got a great beginning and middle of a story. I can't wait to see the ending of the first part of the story and then the you know, obviously the beginning of the second part of the story, which would be the brewery being open. By the way, first of first brewery ever in Passaic County if they open in the fall 
of this year. If they open earlier next year, you know, whatever. But right now, they would be the first brewery to open in Passaic County. Interestingly enough, in New Jersey, no breweries in Passaic County right now. So uh, that'll happen in about 20 minutes from now. Let's dive right into the news uh, and notes here on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. So Bell's Beer has announced new distributor partnerships in New England and in New Jersey. Eleven distributors will help bring Bell's Beer to Maine, Vermont, New Hampshire, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, Connecticut, and New Jersey later this summer. Uh, Laura Bell, uh, the CEO of Bell's Brewery, in the announcement said, As we add any new state, it is very important to us that we remind all of our fans about our dedication to quality. Part of the process of selecting new distributor partners is making sure that is a shared passion. That's from Laura Bell, the CEO. Uh, She says, We are all very excited to welcome each of these distributors to our extended Bell's family and look forward to launching New England and New Jersey with partners who share our commitment to craft beer and quality. Uh, They launched two new states, Texas and New Mexico, in 2017. Adding six New England states and New Jersey this year will bring our distribution footprint to 39 total states in addition to Puerto Rico and Washington, D.C. Launch celebrations being planned. Additional information uh, will be announced as details are finalized at bellsbeer.com and on their social media. Bell's Beer uh, heard a lot of good things. They are in New York. They are not in New Jersey, but in in the summertime, uh, they will be there, I believe, 100 in uh, is going to be distributing them in New Jersey. It'll be interesting, and it'll be interesting to see what the price point is on Bells. We're going to talk about that in our next segment on the program because something that I, I've seen in liquor stores lately of um, beers coming from not only uh, from New York into New Jersey but other brands and why they cost so much um, and why some beers are cheaper in other stores than you know uh, than in in other liquor stores or in bars, et cetera, et cetera. Something I want to talk about in our next segment, but. Uh, it's something that's bothered me for a little bit, but we'll get into that in our next segment here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. The Hop Concepts Dank and Sticky IPA will return this month, sporting a new look in 16-ounce cans. Tomei Arthur, the C- uh, COO and co-founder of Port Brewing, the Lost Abbey, and the Hop Concepts said, people have been asking for us to can Dank and Sticky for a while. Now that we have our canning line, we were able to make this a reality. Uh, the first beer to come off the Hop Concepts new canning line, Dank and Sticky, Brewed with Eureka, Mosaic, Cascade, Comet, Simcoe, and Chinook varietals. Um, this is going to be an 8.5% IPA, uh, ABV. Uh, it'll be available throughout the Port Brewing Lost Abbey Hop Concept Distribution Networks in four packs of 16-ounce cans. Limited 22-ounce bottles and draft uh, have already started. So, interesting. Uh, they make some good IPAs, too, the Hop Concept. I like the Lost Abbey stuff uh, for their, their Belgians and their darker uh, beers and their stouts and stuff, but uh, I've had a couple of beers from the Hop Concept. Uh, their Mongo, uh, real good stuff. They have a new one that's out too uh, with uh, New Zealand hops that I should have picked up the other day, but I will uh, do that uh, when I get a chance because I definitely want to check that out. Keeping it on the West Coast, San Diego's Border X Brewing seeking $500,000 as part of a plan to open a satellite tap room this fall in Southeast Los Angeles. The company said this via a press release. Uh, the Latino owned craft brewery. Uh, says it wants to expand into the largest Latino market in the United States. To do so, the company is seeking additional investment via WeFunder. It's an SEC-approved third-party crowdfunding portal. Thus far, BorderX has raised $6,000 from eight investors. The minimum to invest is $100. In a pitch on the WeFunder page, BorderX CEO David Favela says the company's revenues increased 92% to 694000 in 2017 with our strong monthly revenue so far this year and our plans to open a second tap room in Bell. Uh, they hope to double their revenue uh, in 2018. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there as they move on. Again, uh, you know, only about $6,000 raised, and it'll cost you about 100 bucks 
uh, to invest uh, within the company. Uh, and then, let's see, what is this here? Anheuser-Busch on Devil's Backbone. They've launched a distillery uh, on its campus in Roseland, Virginia. Well, this according to the news leader, the Virginia Beer Company, which AB acquired in 2016, recently released Mountain Cane Silver Rum, and the company plans other project, uh, product launches, including brandy, gin, and beer schnapps. Both of those stories coming from Brewbound. And this final story, which is coming from Brewbound, uh, they, uh, let's see, the uh, Brewers Association has released the 2017 50 fastest growing breweries. Unfortunately, New Jersey is not in these 50, but you've probably never heard of Craft Roots Brewing in Milford, Massachusetts. It was named the fastest growing craft brewery in America by the Brewers Association. Uh, according to Craft Roots co-founder Maureen Fabry, production at the small brewery grew 1,440% last year from 20 barrels in 2016 to 308 barrels in 2017. So certainly, unless you're in and around the area of Milford, Massachusetts, you have probably never heard of Craft Roots Brewing, but they are the fastest growing craft brewery in America. Um, there is, I'm trying to see the li- Okay, so here's the, the, the full list of breweries. There are a couple that are actually in New York, and a lot of these I have, honestly, to, to be honest with you folks, I have not heard of them at all. Uh, 1940s Brewing Company in Holbrook, New York. I have never heard of them. The brewery at Bacchus in New Paltz uh, is number 23. The 1940s Brewery is number 36. Um, I thought there was one more, but I could be mistaken. Uh, one in San Diego, uh, Bay City Brewing, they come in at 28. So the, the top five, Craft uh, Roots Brewing Company in Milford, Massachusetts, Goat House Brewing Company in Lincoln, California. Number three is Crowded Castle Brewing in Phoenixville, Pennsylvania, which I have not heard of. Uh, number four, Idle Hounds Brewing in Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Number five is Royal Docks Brewing in Canton, Ohio. Uh, there's a bunch from California. Uh, one in Washington State, maybe two. There. Oh, I'm sorry, Warhorse Brewing in Geneva, New York, another one uh, that I have not heard of. Uh, a bunch of these. Uh, Melvin Brewing I've heard of there, number 46 in Alpine, Wyoming. Uh, 38 State Brewing I have heard of, but I have not had their beers. There is just a of Platform Brewing in Cleveland I have heard of them. I don't think I've had anything from them yet. Uh, there's a couple in Florida. It's it's pretty scattered across the United States. Um who the 50 fastest breweries are. Actually, one in Alaska uh, that's out there, but none, unfortunately, uh, in New Jersey. So, uh, New Jersey, you got your work cut out for you to get in there and uh, to uh, to expand uh, and become one of the uh, 50 fastest craft breweries. But interesting, Craft Roots Brewing in, uh, where is this again in Massachusetts? Milford, Massachusetts, the fastest growing craft brewery uh, in America. So, there you go. Uh, when we come back after a short break, a couple of stories that I want to dive into. One is some of the things that I've been seeing in liquor stores where I've seen uh, beers from other states going for much more uh, in New Jersey. And I'm wondering why that is. Is it because the beer costs much more to produce? It's a smaller company. It's just it's an interesting take. I've got a lot of responses on social media, but I wanted to uh, I wanted to delve into this a little bit more uh, on the program. And the other thing is about tipping at bars. How much do you tip? Why do you tip? Is it on service? Is it the beer? You know, whatever. We're going to dive into that as well as some more news and notes when we come back after a short break on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Joe Walsh has some advice for the president. I think we're at a really crucial moment. I know he probably doesn't listen to me. If I could give advice to President Trump right now, man, he's got to chill out. 
He's got to ignore Robert Mueller. Ignore the investigation. Ignore all of that. Don't tweet about it. Don't talk about it. Do your job. The Joe Walsh Radio Program. Weeknights at 9. Right before Eric Metaxas at 11. And AM 970. The Answer. Folks, have I got a steakhouse for you. It's one of my favorite places to go to in Hoboken, New Jersey. Dino and Harry's Steakhouse. If you've never been to Dino and Harry's, I suggest you get there as soon as you can and find out why it's been rated the number one steakhouse in all of New Jersey. Now, obviously, the food is fantastic. From mouth-watering steaks and seafood to chicken dishes, fresh vegetables, unbelievable appetizers, the bacon there. You have to get the bacon. It's amazing. The list goes on and on. Everything is prepared to your liking, and not only is the food fantastic, but the decor is like going back in time to a turn of the Century Saloon, vaulted ceilings, tile floors, enormous windows, and a hand-carved cherry wood bar. Best part about the bar? Yeah, they got craft beer on tap there, don't you worry. But they have a great selection of other drinks as well. Their mojitos are unbelievable. They even film scenes from on the waterfront and City Hall in this legendary restaurant. Go online to DinoAndHarry's.com, check out the menu, and make reservations. You never know what celebrity or sports star might be dining next to you. Call 201-659-6202. That's 201-659-6202. Dino and Harry's, 163 14th Street in Hoboken, New Jersey. Make reservations today. Tell them Al Gattulo sent you. Dennis Prager here for Relief Factor. And do you want to know what's really fun and satisfying? When I'm speaking at an event and people come up to me to thank me for telling them about Relief Factor and how it helped them get out of back or knee pain and how it helped change their lives. One lady said she threw away her cane. Well, maybe someday you'll come up to me and say you ordered the three-week quick start for just nineteen ninety-five and got out of pain, too. Go to relieffactor.com. Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call SelectQuote Life. For example, George is 40. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino. And believe me, if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For a free quote, call 800-523-3771. That's 800-523-3771. 800-523-3771 or go to selectquote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states. Our hosts all look like GQ models. See them now at am970theanswer.com. Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, you can follow me on social media very easily on Twitter at Alcatulo. Instagram at Gatulo. That's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O. Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast via email at albertg at nycradio.com. Don't forget, iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast, and you can find all the shows on those two platforms. This song from Genesis, Invisible Touch. Wow. This is a song that brings back memories, and sometimes songs will remind you of different things. This one 
of a particular girl that I dated back in high school. Um, she, uh, this was what, in 1986, I think this song was released, and uh, I was in a relationship with a, with a girl. She was a couple years younger than me. I think she was a freshman. I was a junior or whatever, and uh, kind of tore my heart out a little bit. So uh, that song, whenever it comes on, kind of um, kind of reminds me of her. So uh, and then uh, Genesis ends, ended up doing a live version of this. I only had it on oddly enough cassette tape. I've never been able to find it uh, since. But they did a live version of it where Phil Collins is dropping some f bombs during the during the song, and it makes the song a little bit. You know, there's more angst to the song. Let's put it that way. All right. So uh, I digress. There were fans of Genesis, not a lot of fans of Phil Collins as the lead singer of Genesis. They liked more Peter Gabriel, but whatever. I like the band Genesis in both versions. Not so. It's not. Eh, I shouldn't say it's not dissimilar to Van Halen, but that's an, uh, that's a discussion for another time. Our guest tonight on the Craft Beer Cast, Steve Bauer from Ghost Hawk Brewing. Uh, that will come up about ten minutes from now. They're going to be opening, uh, hopefully by the fall of 2018, the first brewery in Passaic County, uh, New Jersey. A couple of quick notes here. Uh, The Garden State's uh, Attorney General forming a task force to combat illegal bar behavior. Attorney General Gerber Gruhl says the agency, of course, which is known as the Alcohol Beverage Control uh, Task Force, is going to be on the lookout for signs of organized crime while ensuring that New Jersey taverns are obeying alcohol beverage control laws. Task force members are to be trained to spot liquor law violations and other criminal behavior. Uh, So, which is, I, I don't know why they're making an announcement of that. That's what the ABC is supposed to be doing. Uh, in New Jersey, checking on those different things. Two things, though, I do want to get to before uh, another story uh, that I wanted to talk about, that Miller Coors apparently responded uh, to um, the Stone Brewing's lawsuit, and uh, I want to get into that. If we don't do it in this segment, I think we'll do it in the final segment with Suds and Duds because it is kind of interesting. But uh, tipping in bars and restaurants and prices for New York beers in New Jersey. These are two things that have kind of touched off. There was a, a... a bartender who bartends at Water and Wine in Wachung, New Jersey, writes a piece uh, for an online publication whose name escapes me at the moment. But he brings up a good point about tipping in bars and why it's important that you tip at least 20% when you're in a bar. I'm not going to delve into the whole article itself, but just on my personal opinion of when I go to bars and restaurants, I think it's, it's pretty simple in terms of tipping. If you get good service... From your bartender. I'm not talking about food. If the bartender is giving you good service, and by good service I mean the drinks are are made effectively, the beer is poured properly, um, they're they're serving you on a you know a regular basis. They're checking on you to make sure that you're okay. You want another drink? You don't want another drink? Sometimes some bartenders can get a little pushy, okay. But if they're checking on you on a regular basis and they're making sure that you're okay and the service is good, and I'm not I'm not even talking about buying you back a drink. Everybody talks about buying back a drink to get a higher tip. Sure, it's great if the bartender buys you back a drink, but who's buying that drink for you? The bartender, most likely. So you really need to tip on what you're what you're paying for. I customarily tip over 20% because these people work hard at their job. Uh, they make In New Jersey, they're making very minimal money. We had uh, Chef David Burke on earlier in the week um, at, where he talks about how a bartender makes or a server makes, you know, $11, $12 an hour as opposed to somebody in New Jersey who's only making – you know, two seventy five an hour. So the tipping is different there. But even still, at eleven, twelve dollars an hour, it's still not a living wage for them if you look at it at the end of the day, because they're paying higher rent. Maybe they live in the city, they live in Brooklyn, they're paying uh, more money. So you can't you can't look at that and say, oh, they're making more money, so I don't have to tip them as much. Folks, if you're getting good service at a place, if they're taking care of you, if the service is not horrible, if the food is good, they're doing all of these things for you, tip over twenty percent. 
it's a it's just the right thing to do. Okay, I, I, the place that I go to all the time in Clark, New Jersey, Paragon Tap and Table. I talk about them. The reason why the service is great, the food is delicious. I, I I've never had a bad meal there, and they take care of their customers. I've seen it. I've seen it with other customers there. They take care of their customers. To me, that warrants a better tip than than most places. Now, if the service isn't great, if the bartender is not uh, uh, you know attentive enough then certainly don't tip over 20%, but at least tip the minimum. You know, everybody's 10, 15, this, that. 20% minimum on, 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 a, on a bill, you should absolutely tip. And if you're getting a discount because you've got a New Jersey Craft Beer Club card or something like that, you should always be tipping on the original bill, not the discount. So if you're getting 5 or 6 bucks off, don't tip on the 5 or $6 less. Like if your bill is 50 and it comes out to 45 because of the discount, don't be tipping on $45. You should be tipping on 50 not 45 to get that 20% and above. There you go. I'm off my soapbox. If you have uh, comments about it, please tweet me at Al Gattulo. You can message the, uh, the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast page, or we've posted a link to the article on the, on the page on Facebook. Check it out and definitely give me some feedback. Now, prices for New York beers in New Jersey. I'm at a liquor store the other day. not going to mention their name, but I've seen this in a number of different liquor stores, not just this particular one. Um, beers from New York and other places are much higher in New Jersey. And I, I wondered why. I posted it on a, on a, on a Facebook um, page and got different responses from people, some snarky, some, some somewhat intelligent. Um, but it's interesting to me that a brewery like Single Cut can charge $30 for a four-pack of beer when I could probably go to the brewery and get it for less money. And it would cost me, obviously it would cost me more with tolls and everything else and parking. But I don't understand why... Uh, liquor stores do this? Is it the distributor? Is it the brewery itself? It's just an interesting question. I don't know if there's a right or wrong answer to it. Um, I know that a lot of Jersey beers on average from local brewers are can be anywhere between 12 and $18. That's reasonable to me. If you're charging over that $20, $25, $30 for, four, for, for a four-pack of beer, um, I don't know. I think that's excessive. I get that they have to make profit, but I'm wondering, is it the liquor store raising the price? Is it the Distributor raising the price, then the liquor store is raising the price to pass it on so that, to, to, make the, uh, to make profit? I don't know. And, I, and, again, I don't know if there's a right or wrong answer to this. It's just something that I've noticed recently and just wondered uh, why that is. Again, I don't know if there's a right or wrong answer to it. Now, two big events before we take a break uh, here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. There's two big events coming up. The first one is coming up on my birthday. It happens to be, coincidentally enough, April 28th. Uh, Westfield Hops. It's a craft beer experience. It's going to take place in Westfield, New Jersey. It's at the Westfield Armory, 500 Rawway Avenue in Westfield. It's from 6 to 10 p.m. It's a it's a first time event in Westfield. Allison uh, uh, Kohler. She's going to be. Uh, she was on the program a couple of weeks ago. She runs this event. Does a tremendous job. Over 100 beers. Uh, there's going to be cider there. Sangria. Food to purchase. Uh, Stereo Junkies. A great band is going to be there playing music all night long. Uh, if you use the code ALG. You will save 20 bucks off your ticket. So just go to westfieldhops.com. You click on the tickets. You purchase a ticket. And when you go in there in the window where it says promo code, just type in ALG, and you're going to get 20 bucks off your ticket. We'd love to see you there. We are going to celebrate my birthday a little bit. I'll be there with my wife and some friends. Uh, it's going to be a great time. Uh, you will definitely enjoy it, and you will definitely enjoy the beers there. A mix of local and national beers as well. Uh, the list is on the website as well at westfieldhops.com. Now, another event that's taking place Saturday, May 19th. There are actually two events. The, the one, the Beer Bacon Barbecue event, that's taking place in Morristown. We'll talk about that. We'll touch on that next week. But there is another event 
It's called the Five Borough Craft Beer Fest. It's at the Well, 272 Meserol Street in Brooklyn, New York. It's taking place Saturday, May 19th from 4 to 9 p.m. Live music, local beer, rare beer, and great food. It's a one-ticket price. For 75 bucks. you get the beer, the food, and the music all combined. You don't have to purchase separate food or, or anything else. It's all one price, and you will be able to, um, you know, to, to enjoy a great event. The folks from the event have invited me for the last couple of years. We're actually going to have somebody on next week on the program to promote the event. Uh, but they've asked me for the last couple of years to come to this event. I have not been able to make it, but this year I am going to try, even though I'm going to be at one event in Morristown earlier in the day, I'm going to try and leave that event a little bit early so I can get over to this event in Brooklyn. Uh, there are some great breweries that are going to be at this event. I'll just name a couple. McKellar will be there, Single Cut, uh, Evil Twin, Carton will be there, Prison City will be there. I've talked to you about their their great IPA. Don't know if they're bringing it or not, but they will be there. Sand City, Five Burrows. Killsborough from Staten Island, they're making great beer. Uh, Big Alice, uh, who else? Twin Elephant is going to be there from New Jersey, which is a surprise to me. Uh, Finback, Transmitter Brewing, uh, Bolero Snort will be there. Pipeworks, Decadent Ales will be there. Prairie Artisan Ales, which is fantastic, by the way. Uh, Stillwater will be there. Uh, Francis Ford Coppola Winery is going to be there. Jack's Abbey, there is a lot of really, really good beer that is going to be at this event. Barrier will be there as well. Uh, again, it's one price. You get the food. You get the beer. You get the music. It's going to be awesome. I'm hoping to get there for uh, 5.30, 6 o'clock so I can take part uh, in maybe the last couple of hours uh, of the um, of the event. Just go to 5BoroughCraftBeerFest.com uh, for more information and for tickets. And again, like I said, we're going to have somebody on from the 5 Borough Craft Beer Fest uh, to promote that event on next week's program. But when we come back after a short break, Steve Bauer, he's the co-owner of Ghost Hawk Brewing, will join me. And that happens next on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. News, opinion, passion. This is AM 970, The Answer. It's partly cloudy, 55 degrees. What's going on? We have the answer. A suspect is in custody and two people are recovering from injuries following a shooting in Brooklyn. Local shop owner Mohamed Yadoub heard the gunfire just outside of his front entrance. And I was working when I uh, came down and I closed. I have to close the door because a lot of people come inside. It happened along a busy Flatbush Avenue on Friday afternoon outside a row of stores in between Albemarle Road and Tilden Avenue. Police say a 19-year-old man was the intended target and he was hit in the chest but is likely to survive. A shooting earlier in the week may have sparked the most recent incident. Police have arrested a group of men who they say were caught on video brutally attacking a man on the two train in the Bronx. Investigators say the attack happened just before 2 a.m. April 6th. Video shows the victim and the group of men getting into an argument, and then the group start to punch and kick the victim. Police say the attackers then threw the victim out of the train at the West Farm Square East Tremont Avenue station. The group was arrested at the next stop. In sports action, the Brewers are leading the Mets by the score of 3 to nothing. They're in the third inning at City Field. The Yankees and the Tigers were postponed by inclement weather. They're going to play a day-night doubleheader tomorrow. The Devils fall to Tampa Bay 5-3 to in Game 2 of their first-round Stanley Cup playoff series. Soccer, Red Bulls 3, Montreal 1. Time to check the traffic on the George Washington Bridge. We are looking at delays of up to an hour on the inbound upper level, 30 for the lower deck, 30 at the inbound Lincoln, 20 minutes out, and 10 to 15 both ways at the Holland Tunnel, the Midtown Tunnel with a 40-minute delay with the Queens-bound South Tube, 
closed for construction. You now know how not to go weather. Tonight, scattered showers develop breezy low 40. Sunday, cloudy breezy, much cooler rain likely, high 45 degrees. And then Monday, periods of rain and windy, high of 60. And the forecast for Tuesday, intervals of clouds and sunshine, it will remain breezy and cool, high temperature 50 to 55 degrees. I'm Dave Banning, AM 970, The Answer. Hi, Kevin McCullough. You've heard me frequently talk about the number of children in Haiti that face cruel and unusual circumstances. Friends, it's an inhumane reality to understand that children are constantly facing these realities and that acts of nature have only made them worse. But we can do something about that. Our friends Food for the Poor have been on the ground for more than 30 years in Haiti. And right now, we have the opportunity to help rescue 520 Haitian children for the coming year. $50 will feed a child for the full year and supply clean drinking water, purified, beautiful, delicious, clean drinking water for the rest of their life. And due to a very generous matching gift, for those of you that can do at least three children in the next 10 minutes, so a one-time gift of $150, your gift will be automatically doubled. But a gift of any size helps right now rescue a child. 855-919-4673. That's 855-919-4673. For our Ask the Lawyer friends and listeners, you can attend any of Connors and Sullivan's free seminars on elder law, Medicaid, wills and estate planning, and more. Yes, it's all free and all close to you. So come to Connors and Sullivan's free seminars. On Monday, April 23rd at the Greenhouse Cafe, 7117 3rd Avenue in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn at 11 a.m., 3 p.m. and 7 p.m. At Buckley's, 2926 Avenue S in Sheepshead Bay, Brooklyn on Wednesday, April 25th at 11 a.m., 3 p.m. and 7 p.m. And on Thursday, April 25th. 26th at the Montauk Club, 25 8th Avenue in Park Slope, Brooklyn at 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. Can't go to any Connors & Sullivan's free seminars? Then call Connors & Sullivan at 718-238-6500 for your own free office appointment. Make an educated decision on your estate and family legal solutions today. Call Connors & Sullivan at 718-238-6500 or go to connorsandsullivan.com. Connors & Sullivan, plan now for later. Breaking news and local news. Find it on our website, am970theanswer.com. Welcome back to the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, you can follow me on Twitter at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, that's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash A-G Craft Beer Cast via email, at albertg at nycradio.com. Just felt like a little squeeze there, a little up the junction from their singles, 45s, and under album. Great band. They, they were a lot of fun. Never got a chance to see them, though. One of these days, well, the, the band is kind of broken up, but uh, it's not as uh, presently constituted. But one of these days, I'll have to check out their, uh, their lead singer who does a fantastic job as a solo artist. Now, my guest on the cast is the co-owner of a brewery that is not open yet, uh, but will be coming to New Jersey by the fall of 2018. It is a very, very cool story, how they met, and we will get into that along with some other things. Ghosthawkbrewing.com is the website for more information, and the name of the brewery, of course, is Ghost Hawk Brewing. Let me welcome in Steve Bauer to the Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Steve, welcome. Thank you. So, Steve, you and your partner, Thomas, honestly, I have to tell you, th- this is such a great beginning and middle to a story. I can't wait for the ending to this story when you guys finally open. Uh, you guys were not friends, but you met on Facebook. Tell me about this. 
No, that's that's actually not true. Okay. Um, so I, I've actually known Tom since he was he was young. He was my brother's friend growing up. Um, so they were they were you know kids together. So they've known each other probably since like the sixth grade or something like that. Okay. I don't see Tom that often. So um, you know we had kind of reconnected you know later later in later years. So right. you know via social media. But uh, I've actually known him for for quite a while. So, so the journalist took a little poetic license there when writing the story to make it seem like it was much more mysterious than it really is. <laughs> Possibly, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. All right. So all right. So you guys get together. You meet. Uh, you, 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 you kind of come up with this idea. So apparently he was, he was asking, Thomas was asking about, um, about opening a brewery, about an idea of doing a brewery. Is that what it was? Well, he kind of approached me and said that he was looking to, you know, get involved in a, in a business. And, um, you know, he was, I, at the time, you know, I've, I've been doing, you know, I've been doing graphics and, uh, branding marketing for a long time. And mm. he kind of came to me and said, Hey, you know, like I, I want, you know, I, I want to invest some money into a business, but, you know, I kind of wanted to. Uh, he wasn't really sure exactly what he wanted to do, and I, I had mentioned to him that you know I I tried to I had actually tried to start a brewery uh, about six seven years ago with a friend of mine who um, was a was a brewer, and we you know we started you know developing concepts and you know perfecting recipes, and I was working on branding and so on and so forth, but we weren't able to really find the uh, you know an investor to come along to really pick it up and get it get get the ball rolling so gotcha. the idea kind of faded out and I mentioned to him I said hey you know this is something I've wanted to do for a long time um, I think it would be a great idea right now and he loved it you know he said uh, he said you know he's, he's actually a home brewer Tom and um, you know so as soon as I said brewery his eyes lit up he said oh man this is a great idea you know we should really we should really look into this so <clears throat> so, so who says good things don't happen on Facebook, right? Now, uh, in, another correct, great, yeah. <laughs> in another great move, the building you're going to open in, is is it across from Rutz Hut? It is, yeah. So when, you, when you're in the, the back parking lot of Rutz Hut, you're basically looking right at our, at our building. How does um, it it can't, doesn't get any hot dogs and beer. It doesn't get any better here. I mean, you know, Rutz Hut is a classic uh, in Clifton in Passaic County, so that's that's perfect. Now, the other question I had to ask him, we're talking with Steve Bauer. He's one half of Go- uh, Ghost Hawk Brewing, soon to be located in the town of Clifton, New Jersey, across from Rutz Hut, uh, right here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, uh, Silk City Distillery is right over there. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah, yeah. I, actually, uh, John um, at Silk City is, has been a buddy of mine for many years. He's one of the owners there. And so when, when me and Tom were... Um, you know, really getting really serious with you know, start you know, starting up the brewery. We um, we we I popped over to Silk City one night just to talk to to John and and kind of pick his brain on you know the kind of stuff they dealt with with the with the town and you know what you know how their startup went and um, you know through that conversation uh, you know John was you know kind of mentioned that the unit next door to them was was uh, going to be opening up right. um, you know within the next year or so. And um, it's actually his uncle who owns the building, so he said, "You know, you should speak with my uncle and see if you can get it to the unit next door to us." That's and cool. we actually did. We actually did that day. We met him that day, and and you know, kind of uh, let him know what we were we, we were into. And you know, sure enough, you know, we we went up locking down a location, so we're gonna have the the two units side by side. Wow, that's gonna the, be, yeah, now, yeah, it's gonna be really cool. That is very cool. Now, are you gonna look to collaborate with them as well? Absolutely, we're going to do barrel shares with them, and uh, we're going to collaborate on events with them as well. They're really, they're really cool guys. They're actually really doing a lot of good stuff as well. They're mm-hmm. doing, um, they're doing bourbons, rums, gins, 
Um, they do. They use all New Jersey source grains. So they're, I really love what they're doing next door. So it's going to be a really good partnership to you know to have them you know right right there next to us. That's fantastic. <clears throat> and obviously, having them right next door makes it even easier when you want to do you know bourbon barrels and things yeah, of that nature. Yeah, of course. We're talking course, with yeah. with Steve Bauer. He's one half of Ghost Hawk Brewing, soon to be located in the town of Clifton, New Jersey, across from Rutz Hut. Yes. That one, ghosttalkbrewing.com is the uh, website for more information. Just follow them on their Facebook page as well, and they have all kinds of updates. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM970, The Answer. So now here's the middle part of the story, Steve. Last week, the town of Clifton approved uh, of your building a brewery. It's the first of its kind in Passaic County. So what are the next steps here? You're still looking to open by the fall of this year, correct? Correct. Yeah, I mean, we had we just uh, just this week we put in our applications for uh, federal and state licensing. Mm-hmm. Um, so we couldn't really do much until the town actually approved us. So now that the town has approved us, we can actually move forward. So we have to put in bids on the equipment, um, you know, and we have to uh, you know apply for federal and state licensing. You know, we have to do some minor construction, and uh, you know, I, I would say realistically, we're probably about six months out from opening. Okay. Um, you know, it's not overnight, but I mean, now we can actually like really get the ball rolling because you know the town has given us the, the approval, and you know we can we can start moving forward from right. there. And how does it and how does it feel, obviously, to be if you do open within the six month time frame to be the first brewery in Passaic County? It's amazing uh, that Passaic County <clears throat> is so close to New York City. There's so many you know things that are around there, good things to do around there, and yet there hasn't been a brewery. I'm assuming part of that is because of the rent being so high. It's possible. Yeah, I don't really know exactly why. I mean, it, it is it is kind of surprising because there's a lot of good stuff in Bergen County, Essex County, Hudson County. There's a lot of good breweries around. So, I mean, I, I was very shocked when we were doing our research to find out that we would actually be the first in the county. Um, and, you know, I mean, I was just I was excited to be the first in Clifton. I grew up in Clifton, and so did Tom. So we're both Clifton guys, and, um, you know, uh, we were excited just to bring something really cool to the town where we grew up, and um, you know, when doing our research, we discovered that there was, you know, there was there wasn't any in the whole county. I said, "This is crazy," you know. Yeah. I said, "I couldn't, I couldn't believe it." See, that's but, awesome. Uh, that, that's awesome yeah, to be excited. able. That's awesome to be able to bring something that you know, a town that you grew up in, and now to bring something back to help that town, and obviously to help yourselves, but to help that town. Uh, with business, because really small business to me is the lifeblood of America. That is very yeah, cool. Now, absolutely, Steve. How did you come absolutely. up with? How did you guys come up with the name Ghost Talk Brewing? Well, so you know, Tom, my partner, has he's he's um he's a, he's a, has a background in finance, and I have a background in marketing and, and design. So, you know, when we when we came up with the uh, the brewer idea, you know, I, I I was basically given the reins to kind of create the the branding and and you know put the face on 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 you know this this this, this venture. So uh, the Ghost Talk actually is was you know I I. I, I I've worked with a lot of concepts coming up with the name and, and, you know, just doing a lot of research on other breweries and, you know, kind of, I, you know, and I had to take a step back because nothing I was, none of the concepts I was laying out with, you know, were, were really something I wanted, you know, I, I thought was going to be the good thing. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I was like, you know, I have to pull something that's like really, you know, from within me and really something that's going to be significant. So, you know, I, I drew inspiration from a, a, a pretty bad time in my life, was, which which was a couple of years ago when my brother Dan passed away, oh. and when 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 uh, you know when we were kids, we used to you know do a lot of hiking with my father, and we'd do like deep woods camping up in like Harriman State Park, mm-hmm. and you know we'd we'd you know pack backpacks and tents and everything, and we you know we always would have our eye in the sky. We always loved birds, and you know we would always keep our eyes in the sky for hawks and stuff like that, and they were an animal that we had a big respect for. 
so after my brother passed, <clears throat> I started seeing Hawks in these very eerie incidents, you know, very transitional, weird points in my life. I would look up in the sky and I'd see a hawk and like places they shouldn't have been. And, and so, um, you know, that's kind of where the ghost talk came from because I always feel like that's when I see them in those scenarios, I always feel like it's my brother looking over, over me, you know, it's some, so, uh, that's kind of where the ghost talk came from. And I wanted it to be something that like, if he's watching, you know, like, he knows, you know, like, and, and it's something that's that's kind of dedicated to him. And and Tom and him were were really good friends growing up together. Right. So you know, when when I showed Tom the branding, he knew what it was about, and he really liked it. So wow. you know, and here we are. You know, that's a, that's a great story. Finally, thirty seconds or less. What kind of beers uh, will you be initially brewing, uh, or has that been thought out yet, or too soon? Yeah, well, we want to do kind of like the four. We want to do four year long brews. You know, like a, we obviously want to do an IPA. Mm-hmm. We want to do a lager, a stout, and probably like a wheat or a Belgian style. And we want to have those all year long. And then you know, and then every you know, I mean, we could just do you know all kinds of small batch and you know single one off you know releases like all throughout the year. Gotcha. You know, we want to get really creative with stuff too. We have a really good brewer on hand, so. We, uh, you know, we, we plan on getting really creative with the brews. Very cool. Very cool. So four to start and more to come, hopefully uh, in the fall of 2018, as long as all the licenses and everything is taken care of by the state of New Jersey and the federal government. My, my guest has been Steve Bauer. He's one half of Ghost Hawk Brewing, soon to be located in the town of Clifton, New Jersey, uh, right behind Rutz Hut. Yes, that's the one I'm talking about, Rutz Hut, with the great dogs, the Ripper, uh, the, their big specialty. GhostTalkBrewing.com uh, for more information. Just check out their Facebook page uh, on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 the answer steve thanks so much for joining me on the craft beer cast tonight very much thanks so much for having me you got it when we come back it's time for suds and duds it's all after a short break on the algatulo craft beer cast on am 970 the answer dennis prager explains the big picture maybe we religious are not hypocrites maybe we have the wisdom to understand that a president affects the lives of so many people that his individual sin doesn't negate in any way the moral good that he might be doing. The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at 1, right before Michael Medved at 3 on AM 970. The Answer. Physicians designed Relief Factor as an essential way to support the body's natural fight against aches and pains. It's made from wild-caught fish oil and botanicals like turmeric, and it's a healthy way to get back into pain-free life. There's no side effects. There's no chemicals. There's no preservatives. There is nothing addictive. And that's why you can be very confident that when you take Relief Factor, you have nothing to lose but your pain and the whole world to gain. Maybe you can't wear your favorite shoes anymore because of pain in your feet. Relief Factor can help with all of that. 1995 comes to 95 cents a day. That's less than a cup of coffee a day for pain relief. Go to relieffactor.com. Read all the testimonials. Find out about it for yourself and order that quick start. Just 19.95 or 95 cents a day for three weeks. Or you can call them. It's toll free. They can answer all your questions. 1-800-500-8384. That's toll free. 1-800-500-8384. Relieffactor.com. You work hard to recruit the best talent for your business. So you know today's candidates want perks they can enjoy every day. Give them the healthy, active office culture they're looking for with Veridesk Standing Desk Solutions. The new Veridesk ProDesk 60 Electric is a commercial-grade electric standing desk that lets you sit or stand with the touch of a button, and it assembles in under five minutes. To learn more about the ProDesk 60 Electric, visit veridesk.com radio. That's V-A-R-I-Desk.com radio. 
Listen to Joe Piscopo in the morning, weekdays at 6, Mike Gallagher at 10, and AF 970, The Answer. Closing time here, the final segment of the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Algatulo, Instagram at Catulo, that's G A T U L O, Facebook.com slash A G Craft Beer Cast, of course, via email at AlbertGNNYCRadio.com. Don't forget, Google Play and iTunes, just do a search for A G Craft Beer Cast, and you can download and listen to all of the Craft Beer Casts right from there. It's very, 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 very simple. Anyway, as uh, we end up here with a little semi-sonic and a little closing time here as the uh, final segment of the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast, a uh, quick little bit of news um, before we get to Suds and Duds and the Bolero Snort uh, Tap Takeover over at Paragon Tap and Table. Uh, so earlier this week, Miller Coors uh, filed an answer to Stone Brewing's lawsuit uh, alleging that the, uh, the multinational brewery's rebranding of Keystone products infringed upon its stone trademark. Um, and they basically said, basically Miller Coors said, uh, it's not true. Um, you know, we've been calling it stone. We've been calling it stone for since before you became stone brewing. And there was a little bit of, you know, back and forth taking shots at stone brewing stone brewing co-founder, Greg cook. He fired off a series of tweets Wednesday evening, including a concession that he had once referred to the Keystone brand unsophisticated. And then he wrote, but seriously, folks, no one treats Keystone as unsophisticated more than at Miller Coors itself. This is evident in their buffoonish ad campaigns. Your Honor, I'd like to invite that bitter beer face guy and then the Keith Stone character to the witness stand, please. Uh, He continued, Keystone's marketing has always essentially said you don't like beer with flavor, then we're the beer for you. Speaking of those laughable bitter beer face ads, they started right in the earliest days when IPAs were starting their explosive trajectory, Ready, Fire, Miss. Now, they later released an official statement uh, just a little bit before 1 o'clock in the morning uh, on Wednesday, which included reactions from Cook, Stone's legal counsel, CEO Dominic Engels, and the company's gargoyle mascot. In his official statement, Cook called Miller Coors' legal response a piece of fiction. Uh, Miller Coors' gigantic law firm did what they got paid to do, present a lot of misleading allegations, and package them as facts, he said. In coming days, we look forward to publishing each misstatement on Twitter. Um, So, you know... This is something that is not going to go away anytime soon. This battle is going to continue between Stone Brewing and Miller Coors. And, of course, we will keep you updated uh, as to what happens there. So let's get into suds and duds here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, a bunch of different beers that I had uh, before we get to the Bolero stuff. I had a um, my, our good friend of the show, Buddy Watson, uh, brought me down some stuff from Deccan and Ales. Uh, I had a French toast. Oh, my goodness. As I quoted on Untapped, you can follow me on Untapped at Gatulo. I feel like I've died and gone to French Toast Heaven, although I wrote home because it's probably autocorrected. Uh, the maple syrup flavors shine throughout. This was a fantastic beer. My wife and I split a can, split a can of it. Uh, we both loved it uh, a lot. Uh, then I had the Wobbly Cow Coffee Milk Stout by Flying Fish. Uh, it's funny. I found this beer at a liquor store uh, down in uh, Matawan. Very happy to pick this up because I really wanted to try this. Coffee-heavy, toasty. Slight whiskey flavor on the finish, getting some vanilla too. Very smooth. Uh, a very, very smooth beer. An excellent beer. 
uh, from the folks at Flying Fish. This was delicious. Uh, again, it's a barrel-aged uh, beer uh, in whiskey barrels. Really not a heavy whiskey flavor on it. Again, very slight, uh, but it was really, really good. Glad I picked up a four-pack of that. Uh, then I had uh, from Millhouse Brewing, uh, a buddy of our show, uh, Jay Wolf, uh, brought some stuff down to me, and uh, one of the beers that he brought for me from Millhouse Brewing, the Who Bar. Uh, nice, good hop, nice pine, little sweetness. Surprised that it was so smooth uh, for a double IPA. It was very, very tasty. It was delicious. So thanks, Jay, for that. Appreciate it. Had a Stone Enjoy by 4 2018 IPA. Uh, in no way does this taste like a 9%er, folks. It's nice, bitter, piney taste, good hop, loved it. Uh, that was the first one that I had for uh, for National... Actually, no, that was not the first beer that I had for National Beer Day last week. Actually, it was a wet ticket trolley hopper that I had last week. That's what I had. Uh, I had a dream ticket over at Paragon Tap and Table uh, from Wet Ticket. Great malt flavor, delicious. They won the uh, March Madness competition, so they get their beer on tap uh, for the next four months at Paragon Tap and Table. And the one that they had on was their dream ticket, an excellent beer. As we continue on here in our Suds and Duds segment on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer, 120-minute IPA from Dogfish Head. Boy, I'll tell you, uh, this is a very powerful beer. I like it even better on draft. I don't know if I like it so much on, on bottle. I think... I have one sitting in my refrigerator, and that's definitely an IPA you want to age, even though they tell you to drink things fre- IPAs fresh. This is definitely one you want to let sit and let the flavors kind of build uh, in it. Um, it. But it's so smooth on tap. And uh, I got a pretty generous pour of the 120-minute uh, IPA, and it is really good, but very, very boozy. Another beer from Stone and uh, from Maui, a collaboration from the two of them, uh, that I had uh, with my neighbor last week. Uh, we had a little fire pit going Saturday night. Uh, the Stone Maui Aloha Berlin. This was made in Berlin. It's a combination between Stone, or collaboration, I should say, between Stone and Maui uh, Brewing. Uh, so good. Great coconut flavor. And I had let this sit for a couple of months when I had gotten it. I think in, in travel, transit, or whatever, um, there was an issue. I don't know if, if the beer had uh, you know overcarbonated or whatever on the flight. or I, I, I don't know what happened, but there was... Some beer on the bottle, so I'm wondering what happened there. So I let it sit and settle back down, and then I let it age for a few months while it was sitting in my refrigerator to keep it cold. And, uh, boy, I'll tell you, I'm glad that I cracked it when I did. It was fantastic. Thank you, Stone Brewing, for that bottle. It was it was delicious. Had a Dead Man's Game by the Lost Abbey. This is one of the beers that I had when I was out uh, at the Lost Abbey's Confessional uh, late uh, last year during the Christmas week. Uh, big, boozy, fantastic. Aged in bourbon and rum barrels, and all of it shines throughout the, throughout the beer. Uh, my neighbor and I split this. Fantastic. Uh, then picked up a four-pack of Bolero Snorts, uh, one hoof in front of the other. It's a juice bomb, folks. You like your juice bombs, and you like uh, supporting local breweries, go out and get yourself uh, a four-pack of Bolero Snorts, one hoof in front of the other. Fantastic. Uh, I love the fact that it is not an overwhelming beer. The juice flavors don't overwhelm you where you would get tired of it. I, I, I could drink it again and again. That's how good it is. I love the can. I love the label. The beer is outstanding. Uh, you know, Bob and Scott, kudos to you guys. Fantastic job with this one, one hoof in front of the other. Uh, then I was at the Bolero Snort Tap Takeover at Paragon Tap and Table. Uh, had a flight of a couple of different beers. Had the Magically Bolicious. Um, it was, this one was an odd one. Um, kind of cereal flavors in it, Lucky Charms. That's why they were calling it Magically Bolicious. It looks like a golden ale, but it tastes like a stout. Very different for sure. I don't know if I could have more than one of those. It's a little different for me, the flavors, especially that, <clears throat> excuse me, folks, that it throws you off. 
uh, as being golden, and it's actually a stout. So it's a little bit it's a little bit disconcerting there, but very very good. But again, I don't know if I could have more than one. Had the Cyber Bullied IPA. Uh, that one was my favorite of the bunch so far. Uh, could drink this all night long. A nice uh, easy drinking IPA for me. Had the Mufuric, um by Bolero Snort. That was a, a, a delicious double IPA. Great hop in that. Then I had the. Uh, this is another new one. Uh, from Bolero, in a china shop. So they add tea uh, to this particular beer. And I have to say, I love the tea flavor in this. And again, I don't know necessarily if it would be more than one beer for me. Um, And uh, to be honest with you, it was one, you know, when you're sitting in a flight and you're sipping slow or whatever, um, that might not be one that you want to let warm up too much. I think that's one you got to drink a little bit colder. It was a little bit warm by the time I drank it. Um, It's good. I'm just not sure if I would have more than one of those. Kind of, I think it's an acquired taste. I want my wife to try it, though, because she's a big tea drinker, so I'm wondering if she uh, would find it a little bit different uh, than I would. Had the Voyage of Bullbeard. This one was slamming. Coconut is fantastic throughout. This was an excellent beer. Uh, a little on the strong side, a little on the, you know, over 8%. Very, very good, though. The coconut was amazing. If you like beers with coconut, uh, this one was definitely good. And then finally finished off with the uh, double-stuffed, uh, by Bolero Snort. If you like Oreo cookies, we've talked about this beer before. I had purchased a bottle of it uh, about a month or so ago. If you like Oreo cookies, you're going to love this beer. Seriously. It's a dessert beer. It's definitely an after-dinner beer. I don't I don't suggest that you drink it while you're having dinner. Um, it definitely will throw you off. But um, it is, without a doubt, the flavor of an Oreo cookie in a beer. It was delicious. It's so good. Uh, you, it's, it's strong. Um, it does pack a little bit of a punch, but folks, I'm telling you, uh, this is a fantastic beer. It is, it is just, it's, it's outstanding. I really, honestly, I really enjoy it. So there you go. Suds and duds for this week, the week of April 14th. And I hope you enjoyed that. Listen, if you have suggestions uh, for suds and duds, if there's a particular beer that you like, uh, just hit me up on Twitter at Al Gattulo. Uh, let me know the beer that you're drinking or, or go to our face, uh, Facebook page. If you go to the Facebook page, you post something there, you send me a message, I will get back to you. Uh, again, Twitter, uh, always a good thing. Or send an email, albertg at nycradio.com, and I'll try and get back to you as soon as I can. But, folks, we are out of time. Now, my thanks to Darren Yellen, Jerry Crowley, Phil Boyce, Steve Barrow from Ghost Talk Brewing. Uh, good luck to those guys in the process over the next uh, several months as they file their forms for the state and federal governments. And hopefully by the fall of uh, this year, uh, they will have their brewery up and running. And uh, we wish them all the best of luck. And, of course... Last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Don't forget, Westfield Hops in two weeks. Go get your tickets now. Go to westfieldhops.com. Uh, just punch in the code ALG, ALG, and you get 20 bucks off your ticket price. Hope to see you there. And I'll be back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m. This has been the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, cheers, everybody. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.